Welcome to today's episode of ICRA Exclusive, a podcast by Remodel Health. We're here to guide you through the complex world of health insurance and tell you everything you need to know about individual coverage health reimbursement arrangements. Whether you're a health insurance novice or a seasoned pro, get ready to revolutionize the way you view healthcare. Welcome back to the Acre Exclusive Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Hall, with John Staub. And I'm excited to talk about evaluating ICRA for large enterprise groups. And we've got, by popular demand, Joe Gilbert coming back to the podcast. And I'm really excited to dive in today how large enterprise groups can be really efficient with using ICRA. Welcome back, Joe. We're really excited for you being on the podcast today. And one of the things we were talking off script that uh, the time when you're a VP at Anthem, you are doing broker roadshows. And the fascinating thing was you're kind of the comedian that was going through that. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I like to do in the broker roadshows. I love interacting with the brokers. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'll tell you. So uh, get out with the microphone. Usually people have to kind of keep a, keep a rain on me. Uh, pretty quiet, fast, but you haven't figured that out yet. So uh, I'm glad that you invited me back. We're just, we'll see what I can do. Still got you here. Yeah, we still got you on there. So <laughs> funny thing about it is that, you know, obviously ICRA has continued to expand. And uh, at first we thought, oh, this is going to work for small groups. But now it's really taken off in the large group market. And love to understand because obviously, you know, at very first, everybody's really cautious about ICRA. And they're thinking, well, is this going to play out or is this going to legislation potentially going to go away? But right now, timing obviously is everything. And so we really want to understand what are you seeing really kind of in this this space for large group uh, and the adoption of ICRA? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, a couple of things I'd say, too, is it's going to depend a little bit state by state on how that adoption's gone. But in certain states, we've seen the individual market, individual ACA market be really steady. And when I say really steady, like rate decreases are fairly flat on the rate increases. So if you have the individual market being very steady and then the large group market taking pretty dramatic increases, and I'm talking, like I said, big numbers, 40, 50, 60% rate increases. And if you're a large group and you're spending 800,000, a million dollars plus in premium, and you get a 40% rate increase and you don't really have a backup solution, you've got to do something uh, to make these rates affordable. And I think that's where the ICRAs really come in for these large employers. And, you know, in small employers, if you're lower than 50, you've got the backstop of ACA, right? So ACA is uh, on the group side, uh, you know, for, like I said, for employers less than 50, um, you know, it's it's guaranteed issue, community rated. Whereas large groups with 50 or more total employees, including seasonal and part-time, don't have that backstop. So they've got to go out and find underwritten solutions. Yeah. I want to give you a situation that I've already confirmed and heard has happened is people will get their increase. It's November and we're hitting the holiday season and they weren't expecting this level of an increase. They've got the resources to just renew the plan, but ultimately they know Next year, they're not going to do this same thing. There's got to be a better solution. So they're, they've already renewed for this year, but they're eyeing 2024, which sounds really wild, but they already are. They're not sure when they're going to start the evaluation, whether they're going to start in the summertime, which sounds awful because of vacations. Is spring too early, but then fall again is going to be too late. What's the process that you've seen historically? of the best practices for large enterprise groups. And, and I'll, I'll give a number of above a hundred, you know, should they start looking 
early toward the beginning of the year at getting an intro analysis at least and then if it's really good would they even change or are they just wasting their time should they wait all the way till next year and spend 30 percent more than they had planned I'm seeing this situation. I'm having some of these conversations in the groups I'm consulting with. What's your advice to brokers or employers of these 100 plus groups that should they start looking into this sooner than later? Yeah, John, I mean, I think you hit it on the head where, you know, one of the tricks from from a carrier is if you have bad rate increases, you'll you'll send them out late. And, uh, you know, in late meetings, just don't have a lot of time for the employers to react to it. Yeah. So there's a lot of employers who will get a rate increase that they're not super excited about. And they know they need to do an altered solution, but they just don't have time. Sure. And change, you know, changing plans is a big deal for any employer just because everybody's got to go back through the process and yeah. there's a thing to it. And if you're trying to run a business and you've got a lot of other things happening, that could become a low priority. So I would guess, based on some of the proposals we've talked to, there were several groups, a lot of groups, not several, a lot of groups we talked to this uh, fall who took a big rate increase and ate it. Yeah. And they said, okay, we're eating it for now, but the the clock's ticking. We're going to find a solution soon to move off of this. Okay. Uh, and the more time you have to ramp up something like an acre makes a ton of sense. So I, like I said, with the rate increases we've seen, uh, in you know, in the market, I would anticipate a lot of people starting to look at the solution earlier. The larger the group, the more time you need to implement it. Sure, uh, especially with an ICRA where everybody's making an individual, every employee is making an individual buying decision. So the more time you have to kind of manage that process and ensure it's a very smooth process, the better it is for everybody. Sure. Should they be looking into it even if they got that high rate increases over this last year? I mean, should they in January saying, I know some of the deductibles might have to be reset and everything, but should they? Should they even give it a, uh, an evaluation during this time? Yeah, I mean, I think I think absolutely. I mean, I think there are, are ways to move to an ICRA off of the 1-1 one, one cycle. So, you know, with ICRA, you do have an HRA account that you can use for healthcare expenses. So if you're saving enough in premium, uh, you know, a strategy would be to say, hey, let's set up an HRA uh, to pay for any medical expenses or to fill underneath that deductible to help with the transition. I think that's a great strategy. But the dollar amounts are so big that we're seeing, like I said, we're talking about large groups. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. big dollar amounts. So uh, every day that they're not making a decision, it's just they're spending, they're really wasting money for um, similar coverage that they could get, if not better coverage in a lot of uh, circumstances at a much lower cost. Yeah. I do a lot of our webinars and one of the questions that is always asked is something that you just referenced. So I'm going to drill back down on that. So you're telling me that an employer can get tax-free dollars, get these employees on individual plans that that then are guaranteed issue, they're not, you know, medically underwritten, and you can help with medical bills. Is that you know, like talk about that mechanism of that extra feature of ICRA? Because a lot of times people will comment in the middle, you know, the questions and answers in the webinars, and they'll say, "Wait, that's that's not compliant. You can't also do medical bills." And uh, so talk about this, Joe, and, and let it, let us know. I, I know how it works. I know everything. But some brokers that are listening right now might be surprised. Uh, some employers might be surprised. I love this feature. Talk about it, Joe. Yeah, well, I think I think that's a big part of the whole deal. So in group in the group world, if you're going from group to group mid-year, uh, there's a thing called a deductible de uh, carryover credit. Okay. So the deductible credit's what um, goes in basically to help those employees who've already hit their deductible 
to not get financially hurt by making a change mid-year. So an alternative for, for the ICRA model is that exact same. So you can use and you can set up these accounts to really pay for any medical expenses. Wow. So with those any medical expenses, it's a great way for an employer who's saving a ton of money, uh, you know, a ton of money by going to the ICRA to say, hey, I'm going to throw a little bit of money in my savings into these accounts to help offset any financial change that would happen to the uh, the individual employees by moving mid-year. Yeah, I loved your definition as well. And then for clarity, this is a reimbursement arrangement. So if an employer has set aside a chunk of money to help with these situations for their employees one-off, it's a reimbursement, not a pre-imbursement, meaning if there's not a need for it, then those dollars just go back to the organization inside of their their account. So I, I'm very, very grateful uh, uh, you know, for all of the ways you can transition mid-year, but back to the analysis mid-year um, or you know, even at the beginning of the year, is it in line with, you know, back to Travis's question, is it too soon in Q1 to start running an analysis for an over 100 group? No, not at all. I mean, what you'll typically find with a large group market, if they're 100 plus, they're going to be making some of their decisions for 1-1, probably in the July, August, September timeframe. And they're going to try to get it buttoned down and enrolled and, uh, you know, locked down with plenty of time so it's not a fire drill, right? No 100,000, 100 life group or 1,000 life group likes fire drills. Neither do we. So the, the sooner they're making those decisions and really driving that strategy is something we would really, really recommend. Yeah. So as you're guys uh, kind of evaluating it, who should be like the key decision makers? Who should be evaluating this in this process? Who should be around the table uh, when they're making sure that like I have everything buttoned down? Yeah, I think that the two people we've seen, you know, that are really involved in the decision making president, a lot of time it's the you know, president of the organization at times, depending on the size of them. But if you're a hundred life group to a thousand life group, that's not unreasonable because they're driving the overall strategy. Uh, so they're they're important, not always at the table, but but sometimes, a lot of times. And then really the two key people we find are the the finance lead, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or the CFO who's going to come in and say, hey, financially, what's the impact of this change? And they always like it. Uh, they love the, the impact of the change because it's been really, really positive. And then the HR person. So the HR person is the one who's going to manage the process along with us on what that change looks like. And they're the one that we will partner with as uh, Remodel Health communicates the change to the employees and really helps uh, educate everyone on the strategy and the benefits of the ICRA. So that HR person is absolutely critical. And I think that's what we've done a, a really good job at Remodel is partnering with both the CFO, uh, presidents when applicable, but the CFO and the HR people to really say, hey, here's what the ICRA is. Here's why it's great. Here's what why it's an optimal solution. And then here's how we help you support that change management so that it becomes a very smooth part and a really a strategic advantage for you as an employer. Now, Joe, would you communicate what ICRA does and the benefits it provides? Would you communicate it differently depending on the seat? For you know, for example, the president to the CFO to, to HR. In my perspective, organizationally, they're going to have different uh, triggers that they, they you know they like and that they don't like. Uh, how are you helping to have these people understand ICRA, most importantly, but then also apply it within their own context? How do you explain it differently to each of these seats? Yeah, and ICRA is not a, I mean, ICRAs aren't hard. Uh, you know, ICRAs are a fairly simple concept when you explain them. So 
uh, you know, everybody that's a CFO, HR people, they get it pretty quickly. So I think that what you find though, the CFO loves the money savings, which we're had substantial money savings as we're generating proposals. So they love that. The HR person has the concerns of saying, well, yeah, that might be a lot of savings, but how's this going to affect the employees? And that's something we talk about. Hey, this is actually going to be better. Employees will be able to select the, the coverage that best meets their needs. And then the president or the big leader kind of becomes the balance of the two saying, I want to save money, but I want to offer great options for my employees. And that's kind of where the, that leadership role becomes important. So uh, I, I've seen that, although I see a lot of uh, CFOs understand the HR side. and I've seen a lot of HR people understand the CFO side, but it's really those different parts. There's the financial part, but then really uh, in today's world, it's very important on how we're taking care of the employees. Are we offering great coverage, great options, and something that becomes a competitive advantage when they're out there trying to hire uh, top talent? And that's, I think, what the ICRAs have done a great job doing. Great, Joe. We're going to switch gears just a little bit uh, on you here. And this is kind of a question that comes up quite a bit. It's really around medical underwriting. And so understanding how large groups really face these challenges in the medical underwriting, uh, how does one shift from ICRA or shift to ICRA and have guaranteed SU coverages for the individual plans. Yeah. So if you're a large employer, you know, um, as we said, really anything 50 or higher with total employees, including seasonal and part-time, you are underwritten. So underwriting means that uh, even if you're self-funded or if you're on a fully insured plan, you're going to go through an underwriting process and you'll get an increase based on the health conditions of your group. So, um, you know, like I said, if you have a, um, if you have a, cancer patients or people with chronic conditions or hemophilia or, you know, I could name a thousand more, any of those types of conditions that are on the group, it's going to lead to significant rate increases. And the more of them you have, obviously, the more yeah. uh, that rate increase will happen. It's not like for the one-off, the one-time things, it's more the chronic conditions will really impact that uh, that rate. Whereas when you go with the ICRA, you're moving to individual plans and individual plans are not, um, you know, they're not risk-based. So they're not, the, the rating is not based on the risk of the group. The rating is based on the community, so it's based on the overall uh, risk profile of the carrier uh, within that state. So it's a much larger uh, pool. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of government stuff that I uh, could show off trying to talk about. But, you know, like risk adjustments some different things uh, that have been part of the, the rating for the uh, individual ACA plans in the states has really helped them dial in the stability. So the individual market has been remarkably stable which uh, I would say in 2014, none of us predicted. Everybody right. said, oh, this is going to, you know, this is going to be the high risk pool. This is going to blow up. This is not going to work. And the fact of the matter is it's been really effective. And as those rates have become steady or in some markets, they'll go down year to year to year. And the group markets have gone, the group rates have gone up. It leads to this interesting dilemma of, hey, wouldn't it be smarter and less, you know, less expensive if I can move my people from group insurance to individual uh, with all the tax benefits, right? And that's ultimately what ICRA is doing. It allows that to happen. Uh, great analogy. I think you guys have used it before is the whole defined contribution versus defined benefits. Uh, you know, the traditional group world is a defined benefit concept where the employers, you know, bears the risk, comes up with the plans versus the ICRA is this defined contribution where like, how much do we want to budget? We're going to budget and give that money to the employees and allow the employees to make the decision 
that best meets their uh, medical situation. That's really interesting, Joe. You were talking about, you know, where the individual plans continue to decrease or even be cheaper than group. And Ideon just released out their 2024 uh, data and where it compares uh, group to individual plans. And it's rather fascinating that we're actually seeing across the the, the nation more and more counties, and it actually goes down to specific counties on where uh, the individual plans continue to outperform group. And and we did think a long time ago, like, oh man, the individual market, that's going to go skyrocketing high and nobody's going to be able to afford it. But this right here is telling an exact opposite story. And so I highly recommend if, if you haven't checked that out or f- feel free to contact us here at Remodel Health and we'll be able to help you see what county that you're in and where we're seeing the adjustment uh, for individual markets. That information can fa- be found at ideonapi.com. That's I-D-E-O-N-A-P-I.com or contact us at Remodel Health to make sure we can get you the best information yeah. possible. Yeah, cool. Uh, Travis, thanks for that. This is John again over here at uh, the Remodel Health team. Joe, I have some more questions about an employer reviewing the benefits of ICRA, potential benefits, of course, over uh, what they're doing right now, whether it's self-funded group, fully insured group. Um, and pursuant to that concept of the potential benefits, they're going to need to look at some critical elements they're going to evaluate as they're reviewing ICRA. So let's just let's just say they're going to review ICRA. I think at this point, you got to look at it. But then let's say they've got an analysis in front of them. What are the benefits they're aiming to say, hey, if those are available, that's I think this could be a good fit or, hey, let's not miss this gap here. Potential red flag, yellow flag. Like, What are the gaps? What are the benefits of moving from what they're doing now into an ICRA? Yeah, so I think one of the big things uh, that you that you find with this is, you know, the first year, there's usually a pretty dramatic uh, premium savings. So we're looking at kind of the the benchmark plan. So we'll typically go to the market and compare uh, what they're what they have now to what a benchmark uh, plan would look like just to get the cost savings for that initial year. But I think that the most important part, uh, John, is what happens really the year two and year three. So in a typical group world, they're going to kind of ride the rate increase roller coaster, right? So they're going to wait till their broker shows up with the renewal and says, okay, what did I get this year? Sometimes, depending on the data, they'll get kind of a precursor to know, hey, we're running hot or we're doing well. So they'll be prepared for it, but they won't see the actual rate increase until, like I said, until that renewal comes out. Uh, Whereas if you move to the ICRA, you know, one of the big benefits is uh, the whole concept has changed. So they're no longer going to be riding that roller coaster. They're going to be doing a budget amount. So with a budget amount, hey, we're going to put in whatever that dollar amount is and however you can determine it. There's different ways to determine it. It can be a flat amount. It can be a... Uh, you know, versus a you know a, an age rated at a, a one year age band, five year age band, ten year age band. There's different ways, creative ways we can strategically help them come up with that budget. But when they have that budget, they don't have to worry about it. So you don't have to say, hey, what's going to be our medical budget next year? We don't know. The fact of the matter is, they know exactly because they can control it. And then when they're setting the budget, the employees have that money to go out and spend in the market. Yeah, I love I love that. I I also want to uh, reference. You use the word creative, and I've done, dealt with enough uh, HR professionals and CFOs. Sometimes they don't like that word creative. So, so I want to talk about the specifics within the the construct of flat or benchmarking. You know your your contribution, that budget that you're giving to them against ages or families or any of those things uh, for brokers and employers that that know the general concept of giving tax-free dollars for individual plans, 
share some of the flexibility that you might want to look at in your analysis. Because let's say you get that first analysis and it's looking okay, but it's a pretty simple analysis. How would you drill down more to see it? Can you find better plans, better cost uh, adjustments or anything in the way you strategically design your ICRA? What are those other elements that they might want to look at? Yeah, John, it's a really good point because I think the ICRAs are a really simple concept, but there are several different variables or levers and pulleys, as we say, uh, that you can kind of uh, use to customize the plan. So you can do like that budgeted amount can be done different ways. So it can be a, we can do it off of a benchmark plan, which is the way we typically do our proposals. Uh, or you can just come up with a budget, right? And and that budget can be set by, it could be a flat dollar amount. Hey, everybody gets $400 to pay for their health insurance, uh, which is great if you're 27, really bad if you're yeah. 55. <laughs> but, um, but you can set it that way, or you can set it to different age bands. So, hey, everybody that's uh, this age band exactly, one-year age bands gets this amount of money, or you can do five-year age bands. You know, everybody from 45 to 50 gets this amount of money, or 10-year age bands. So there's some flexibility. Yeah. Uh, there's also some different things you can do by categorizing employees. So you can do um, a lot of remarkably flexible things uh, based on your group by putting them, uh, you know, employees in different categories. It's also another different way to budget. So, um, the, and the reason I bring all that up is there's just, there's some flexibility that's a little shocking with, uh, you know, with the legislative change yeah, and, um, and that flexibility can really help the employers, uh, along with the, you know, the brokers really help. And then, and we as remodel help, uh, come up with a customized solution by pushing the right buttons to say, Hey, here's the ideal solution for your budget that will really help you meet your goals with what you're trying to do with your employees. Yeah. I have personally read through all of these uh, pages and pages of flexibility, as you've labeled it, Joe, in in the ICRA uh, documentation. It's really profound and uh, can be complex, uh, as simple as it can also be. So I appreciate you giving clarity on that. I'm also hearing from you that it is important to be aware of your particular group makeup. Uh, if you have a bunch of young people, you might want to strategize differently than if you have a large spread of people that might be older or people that have families. So you do want to be more aware as you step into talking to a vendor. Is that what I'm hearing from you? Yeah. And I think you've called me old again in the <laughs> second podcast. And I think that that's uh, appropriate. But no, and I think it is. And I think that customization becomes really important because, uh, you know, the ICRA is not a one size fits all. It does have some flexibility to help the broker and us. Uh, design the ultimate solution to uh, to pr to propose for the employer to help them meet their goals, and that flexibility is awesome. Uh, we try not to overwhelm people with it. It's not hard. I mean, it's gosh, it's not that many things, but at the same time, um, we can help you solve all the problems. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is something that should not be overly emphasized in the analysis? Because as much as we want to make sure. The right people are at the table. The right things are evaluated. Sometimes we've seen people overemphasize elements that are not quite as important as they might think that they are, uh, whether that be specifically, uh, well, what's the copay amount or, or it might be what is this particular employee going to, to need in this situation? Sometimes it matters. Sometimes it doesn't, but overall, what are the gotchas? of you know brokers and employers maybe focusing on the wrong things instead of the right things in their evaluation of anything new as crazy as this sounds i would say there's no gotchas with an icra and i'll say that again there's no gotchas with this uh, icra 
The only potential issue is if you have an employee making a buying decision without help. And that, once again, I think that's where model secret sauce is their ability to have a staff of really highly trained advisors and counselors that meet with each employee. Sometimes it's in person, sometimes it's on Zoom, but they can really help those employees make those determinations. The, the software also does some really neat stuff where uh, it can give kind of a recommended plan. So saying, hey, if you're we were currently on this plan, we're going to recommend a plan that's very similar, similar network uh, for the people that just don't want to mess with it. So you've got that option. But for the people who are in, you know, cancer care or in a chronic condition, obviously the decision they make uh, around their deductible and their copay, uh, but probably more importantly, their doctor list um, and their pharmacy list uh, become really, really important. And so that's something that we at Remodel do a great job of just making sure that that process is not um, scary or intimidating. It's easy. And, uh, and we're here to partner with those employees on behalf of the employer to just make sure that they're all comfortable with what they're doing. Well, Joe, this has been a really great information. I really appreciate you being on the podcast again, especially as we kind of evaluate ICRA for large groups. And uh, this has been invaluable. So thank you so much. And just as a reminder, if you're an employer and you want to know more, go to remodelhealth.com. And if you're a broker, go to remodelhealth slash broker. Once again, this has been the ICRA exclusive podcast. Thanks for listening. For more information about ICRA, visit remodelhealth.com.